Welcome to the ECG podcast for the week of November 8th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, joining you from Jacksonville, Florida. Duval! We get Foles back next week. Excited, or this week, I should say. And tonight, I am joined by the one, the only, Zach Cassell. Uh, Nikhil Harry, coming in hot after the bye week. <laughs> from of course boston massachusetts we've got georgia ravelo from miami florida what up what up just saying the dolphins have a longer win streak than the patriots do right now (laughs) and of course last but certainly not least we've got adam gumbert from lexington kentucky hey just a heads up it's not a sports podcast but put some respect on Gardner Minshew. you know what i'm saying yeah no 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 i certainly wasn't uh trying to talk shit but uh there's always some kind of football comment lately it seems like so i just is the first thing that popped into my rico mvp <laughs> rookie of the year let's go you know it's been entertaining to watch Minshew. i got to see him play in person a couple weeks ago it was fun uh how's everyone doing tonight Are you having a good week hanging in there hanging in there i'll take hanging in there I am currently sipping on my first home brew of the fall. It's a maple brown ale, and it's just delicious. So we're in for a good podcast. And I know George uh, just got uh, back from happy hour. So <laughs> yeah, and I was in New York this weekend enjoying uh, an excellent night of fights at Madison Square Garden. It was a fucking blast. Yeah, man, your trip looked epic. Like I was a little jealous from the Facebook posts. It sucks the fight <laughs> got stopped a little early, man. But still, probably once in a lifetime thing, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, worth worth every penny, man. Madison Square Garden is as awesome as they say. Um, yeah, man, I had an absolute blast and uh, got a quick recovery, and then I'm off to Colombia next weekend. Like Colombia with like an O, like the country. Yeah, the country. Yeah. Oh, right on, man. That's very cool. Uh, the the best I have to hope for in the near future is uh, Orlando this weekend and Charleston for Thanksgiving, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, let's hop right into it. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking uh, some news out of BlizzCon, uh, specifically, I think, Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, and uh, Blizzard's apology, question mark, uh, Death Stranding, uh, specifically with regards to, um, you know, a kind of a follow-up to our, our prior discussion uh, a couple of months back and how the reviews uh, seem to not really be... Uh, in sync in terms of the score and the written word. I, I'm a big fan of not just reading the score and the highlight um, you know, that you'd see on Metacritic, but actually reading the reviews themselves. And uh, it seems like there's a good disparity there, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. And then uh, finally, we're going to uh, follow up a little bit on The Outer Worlds and take a deep dive into Bethesda-style RPGs and whether or not we feel like they can evolve if they're sort of uh, hopelessly stagnant and what we may like to see from those style of games to bring them into the next generation. We, of course, have Starfield and uh, a new Elder Scrolls game on the horizon. Who knows when those are going to come out? But it's interesting to kind of speculate what a next-gen Bethesda-style RPG would look like, and maybe even a sequel to Outer Worlds 2. And we're going to wrap up the episode with a little game that I invented, um, kind of inspired by some of uh, the conversations we're going to have uh, earlier in the episode to bring it all in tight together uh so let's we'll kick it off with blizzcon 2019 as we uh discussed last week and expected uh they did address the recent controversies involving blitzchung and the uh political messages um espoused on various streams and their subsequent handling of those controversies and the backlash um open right away with an apology before any announcements or anything like that and uh i i did see 
um, just before I forget to mention, uh, they allowed people, it seemed like seemingly without um, sort of uh, pushback to to protest, to say free Hong Kong. There was people saying it uh, when they were coming up with questions and they really didn't seem to do much to suppress that, which uh, I think was more impressive to me, honestly, than the apology itself. But um, what did you guys think of the apology if you listened to it and uh, their overall handling of um, of these uh recent controversies with regards to their big event uh i guess i kicked kick that off um i mean yeah i mean you called it man uh i think most of us were thinking that nothing was gonna happen you uh you were right on the money with them um acknowledging it in some way um i, I just thought it was weird like i don't know why they would wait you know terrible month in october like they were willing to apologize they should have just done so you know well in advance of this um you know it was like you know they recognized that they could have handled the situation better um without completely owning up to the fact that they were censoring this kid like i mean it, it is what it is it's it's something they acknowledge that they did a shitty job handling it which we already knew um you know i feel like we can put it past us you know i mean it's it's over and dealt with i just thought the timing is awful i don't know why you'd wait until that to do it if that that's all you're gonna do yeah i kind of right. agree like i feel like didn't necessarily need to say that there but i think maybe they wanted to set the tone for the event and like i said subsequently i don't know if you saw some of the footage of people saying free hong kong like you know to right. some of the moderators and things like they seem to kind of just go hey like the, i think at one point the guy's like sounds good yeah <laughs> like as, as the moderator's response like and that's effectively how you neutralize the situation right like you stop running from it you stop pushing back you just kind of let people express themselves and typically will diffuse and i think that's kind of what you saw happen at the event yeah i feel like it didn't do it much for them it's like they apologized for banning him, but they kept him banned, you know, and he's not the only person they banned. They banned a few other no. people mm -hmm. who kind of followed suit. So, yeah, like, I just I don't think it does anything. It's like a sorry, not sorry, like, sorry, we could have gone about it in a different way. But the end result, we still stand by the end result, you know, um, which I understand, man, it's their it's their platform. It's how they want to do things. You know, I feel like you just either just own up to it, man, own up to it or. I don't know what the what what you're apologizing for exactly. If you're not really changing it, correct? Yeah, I, I mean the cynical side of me too goes like by not making the situation worse, you know, by even just getting a for lack of a better word a push. Um, eventually, this will drop out of the mind share of the greater public, right? There's uh, people's attention will only focus on this for so long, and then of course you you know saw subsequently with the game announcements, as we pre also predicted, the conversation immediately turned to. Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2. Right. Yeah, they just could have just done a better job. Like, again, like kind of like what we said before, like if Blizzard's stance is that they don't want their platform or their games to be used as a, as a platform for like political um, stances, I mean, that's fine. Like, I can understand that. But just just say that that's the case. We don't we don't want it used for that. And, and you know, issue a warning or whatever. If you want to ban people, that's your prerogative. But I don't exactly know what they apologize for. It feels like it was pointless. It's a waste. But, I mean, I, I feel like we can put it past us because that's it. That's all we're going to get. Um, and I don't see anything else coming out of this particular situation. So Neither do I. I would have liked to have seen them walk it back and say, like, hey, so we need to be better about communicating with our players, with our community about, you know, what these events are for and like going forward, like what the expected decor is. Um, like I said, I, I would have liked to have seen them said like, hey, like, you know, 
there are people out there that want to be outspoken about more than video games. Like, you know, here's a platform. We encourage you to watch so-and-so on their personal Twitch channel. You know, they're going to be talking about these important issues, blah, 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 blah. If you're, if you're down with that, you know, watch it. Like I just would have liked to have seen them like walk it back fully and just say moving forward, like we are going to have to enforce this rule, but we didn't handle this, you know, correctly. Therefore like that, the punishment's not going to, you know, stand granted. I don't know if he would have still played at this point yeah. with Chung. Um, He's said that he's pondering not going back to um to Hearthstone, but yeah, I mean, like you said, like it's it's done with. Like, I mean, it's it's just nothing's really going to change. It, it seems like they've pretty much, you know, drawn drawn their line in the sand, dug their heels in, um, admitted that they kind of fumbled the ball a little bit, but don't really seem interested in and doing anything other than what they've you know done or talking about or any further than that. So, yeah. uh, all right. Moving to um, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, um, who amongst the group, remind me, like anybody Diablo or Overwatch fans up in here? Oh, man. <clears throat> I uh, I love Overwatch, and uh, I think I think Diablo 3 was, was awesome. Oh. I never beat it, but I played it. I still own it, and uh, super cool, but uh, I, I never played Diablo 2 either, so I'm excited for them to go back to the more horror- roots of it and everything i think the gameplay and everything looked just even the gameplay alone i was like oh man this already looks better than diablo 3 so uh yeah super pumped cool that we got like a cinematic trailer and a gameplay trailer especially considering that they said that it was you know not coming out soon by even blizzard standards which means like it could be i don't know four years before we see this game three years five like who knows but it was it was neat i'm sure it was a vertical slice uh for those of you that don't know what a vertical slice is is essentially um a very very tailored um experience so that the games media influencers can get an idea of what the feel the game is but isn't necessarily representative of the final product it's almost like a demo that's created for specifically showing off the tech and the uh, mechanics and things like that um but it was cool to see it like i agree with you like it looked awesome and the idea that it'll be uh, a combination of instance uh, worlds like we've gotten traditionally in Diablo, but also have like public events like a la Destiny or Anthem is super cool too. Like, I don't know if you read any of the um, uh, press descriptions of that or listened to any of the opinions on the, or, or, you know, impressions on some of the podcasts this week, but that sounded very, very, very fucking cool. Like, yeah, that's definitely going to be interesting because that community is huge. Or, like you'll um, initiate the event and then you have like a countdown timer where you can prep, like, you know, use your consumables, do stuff like that. And then this giant ass thing will fucking appear um, in the arena. And then the camera pulls back like three times to give you the sense of the scope. So your character, something looks very small. This thing looks really big and you can have like, um, I think one of the um, folks from IGN said there was like 16. It looked like other like or total players like on the screen fighting like this giant like undead dragon thing. So that sounds cool as fuck. That's like almost raid like. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. I'm I'm I didn't I didn't uh, hear too much about that. So like you saying that just makes me even more excited. And you know apparently people were like showing up you know at like various points in the fight. So like you know participating. So it started off with I think like three of them, and then all of a sudden like the player count got bigger and bigger and bigger. And presumably the thing probably got stronger when that happened. But uh, 
there was a lot of like abilities and stuff and synchronicity. Um, George, Adam, uh, have you guys ever played a Diablo game? And if so, like, what, what do you think? Negative. I have not played any Diablo game ever. Um, I think it just never got around to it. I don't not never traditionally had good PCs and whatnot, so just not a game I ever got a chance to really get into. Console versions, dope, and it's good, really good couch co-op if you uh, if you like that kind of thing. Um, Probably some of the best couch co-op like this generation. Mm-hmm, I would agree. Um, and you get a very complete edition with what they sell on the Xbox uh, store now. Um, did you see the cinematic trailer, George and Adam? If you're not Diablo fans, like, oh, I mean, oh my God, was that beautiful? Like, I, I couldn't believe that it was completely, you know, like CG. Like, I mean, of course, Blizzard's masters of CG cutscenes. But wow. Yeah, no, I played three and uh, I had fun with it. I never beat it or anything, but it's a it's a fun game. Yeah, the the, uh, the trailer's pretty good. It's like nine minutes, mm-hmm. um, and the gameplay stuff looks cool. Like I like three enough where I'll probably get four, you know, five years from now whenever it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like I mean, it's like a cool fantasy horror. You get to run around and get loot. Like it's it's good for me. Like I enjoy the gameplay of three a lot, so I'll definitely check out four when it gets closer to it. And um, yeah, I don't understand that. Like, I kind of understand the lore or whatever, but the, just the video is just cool. It doesn't you don't really need to know anything. It's just like a cool cinematic. No, and I think like correct me if I'm wrong. Like, aren't the games kind of just loosely connected? Like, there's sort of a timeline, but that's kind of wonky. So it just from game to game, it doesn't really matter. It's more like if you're a fan of the prior games, you kind of get a little bit more out of it. But otherwise, like the story seemed to be pretty standalone. Cool. Um, so I, I guess moving on to Overwatch uh, 2. Um, I, I know you said you play Overwatch, uh, Zach, and I know George plays it. I play it. Adam, do you play Overwatch? Like, or are you a fan of Overwatch? Uh, no, I'm not an Overwatch guy whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I mean, you know, it is a very specific type of game, you know. Um, there's a high learning curve, which I think can turn people off, you know what I mean? Um not only not having to know how to play a particular character and play it well, but having to know such a big roster at this point, all their abilities, how to counter them, what a team comp is, and simplify that a bit with like um, the uh, the roles that they've kind of implemented in. But uh, um, I, while I love the Overwatch two like cinematic, and I, I like everything I'm hearing about it. I wasn't really particularly blown away. Like, like I'm excited for it. I'll play it, but uh, it didn't have the wow factor. Did you guys come come away with the same kind of takeaway? You didn't. You said you didn't think that cinematic was a, no, was no. Awesome? I loved the cinematic. I thought it was fantastic. Like I said, while I like I loved the cinematic, and I thought like everything I heard was cool. Like I, there wasn't like a jaw dropping. Like oh my god. Like I was just like awesome. Yep, they Blizzard, you do great cinematics like i love this world like all this sounds really cool pve yep great um your cosmetics transform yep great but like i didn't this wasn't like a grant that thought of six like announcement type thing for me where i was just like ah it's just like yeah. it sounds more of a natural evolution versus like a big leap forward if that makes sense to me um i think i think i mean i kind of agree like there wasn't a holy like wow kind of moment that blew you away during the trailer it was more of just like oh cool this is finally coming Oh, we're finally getting this. Sweet. Um, I think it would have been really cool if maybe they showed off um, some of the story beats so we could have got an idea of, like, you know, what that was going to be like. Because I, I feel like that's probably the thing that people are anticipating the most from the second game, seeing as if you don't really care about the story or PVE aspects, you can pretty much just continue to play Overwatch 1 and get everything that Overwatch 2 is going to offer, minus the updated visuals, um, 
and I think I don't know what else, but the maps, the characters are all um, going to be in Overwatch one as well. Yes, that I saw, which, again, I think is awesome for fans. Like, that's a really cool move on their part. Like, clearly, they're not trying to be scumbags, you know, as far as how that monetizing all that stuff works. Like, um, as always, like they're like I've always said, like Blizzard does monetization right when it comes to their games. Um, I got some concerns on the like, I just don't know how it's so early to tell. But like, I don't know how I feel about the campaign and like leveling up the characters, like something just, I, I can't put my finger on it. It just doesn't feel like it's going to work out for me. Like, I don't know that they necessarily needed to do that. Like, I love that world. Don't get me wrong. If they pulled off, it'll be awesome. I just, I don't have a great feeling that they're going to be able to maybe from a gameplay, like I, I have no doubt again, cutscenes, the story will be great, but like from a gameplay perspective, I don't know how you're going to tie that, what we have so, now into making something what, that's satisfying. What were you guys play. saying about, Overwatch. Wait, they're gonna like update over one Overwatch one mm -hmm. to, like with the maps and characters, and that's it. So, like, if you own Overwatch one, when there's oh, a new character, push. a new map, you'll get the stuff um, in Overwatch one. And if you buy Overwatch two, you basically take everything that you've earned, even to date, like from one into two. But you get like the PVE stuff as well, like the campaign so and all the other stuff that they're in the in the up they updated the visuals and everything it's on a new i don't know if it's a new engine or if they just kind of repainted it i'm not too sure but it looks the visuals are, are, are pretty different i'd be shocked if this game does not come out within the first year of the next gen consoles like i would well think they so. said it's ps4 xbox one switch uh, so I'm saying sure it'll have some crossover, but i i would think they were targeting between holiday next year and you know, sometime in the next, I would say, six months following that. So so what is it that exactly you're like worried about? Because I am super pumped for like that PVE aspect of like building my hero, like my Rhine's different than your Rhine. And so I like the more customization. Like, I think that's cool. I just I have concerns about um, how you marry the gameplay of Overwatch now and how the game is designed in terms of uh, hero abilities and things and you make something cohesive where you're playing through presumably like an FPS like campaign space and where that gameplay matches like what I want typically out of like a RPG-esque like shooter campaign. Like I just don't, I can't did wrap you, my brain. Did you play any of the events in Overwatch? Yeah, and I, I thought they were fine, but I would, I mean, I, if I'm being honest, like I would run them like two, three times, um, get my boxes or like, you know, I try to get certain challenges or achievements and then bounce. Like I never thought any of those were great. I think they were, they were fun, you know, they were entertaining, but none of those stand out to me as something where I'm like, I would go back and repeat them, you know, when they, when they've come back around, I'm just like, meh, all right. So I just, what I imagine is, those on a much grander scale, um, obviously, you know, more corridors to go down. You're, you're exploring maybe a little bit of a bigger areas as you go through. Um, they said there's going to be much more uh, varied enemy types, which is why it's going to be really cool to have your characters specced out different because, you know, um, uh, all the different varied enemy types you're going to be able to combine. You know, uh, you can have a battle mercy go around while um, somebody else might. Uh, do uh, spec their mercy out for you know strictly uh, to maximize healing. So it's like it'd just be interesting to to you know uh, get that ebb and flow with with different people um, in 
and you know really experience the missions different i don't i don't think it's going to have the traditional story mode where like you move through cutscene to cutscene and do everything it kind of showed something like a war table type deal mm-hmm. um yeah, where no, you, I yeah I, so I, I don't think it's going to be bad like i don't think they would put out something if it's going to be bad i just i again i could be completely off base and i'm i hope i'm wrong i just i don't see that taking me out of what i like about overwatch you know what i mean like like at its core which is like a very well executed unique pvp experience um you know that has just a great design philosophy around everything really frankly the the characters the the maps like i mean like that game is just of the highest quality for pvp games like i played so much of it um the first two years that game was out i haven't played much lately but um i will definitely come back for overwatch 2 like without a doubt and that's kind of what excites me too uh sorry george i didn't mean to cut you off um what excites me is like the foundation for the pvp and everything is already there like from the looks of it it's I would say largely the same game, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're in agreement there. Like, yeah. Okay. So it's what what gives me hope and everything is like that uh, a lot of attention could possibly have been switched to this PVE aspect in the single player. So you know, uh, Blizzard in has shown nothing but love to Overwatch and like consistently updating it and and listening to the fans and putting out these events and all that and. Uh, so I, I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, the, them, uh, really fumbling it like, so I don't know. I'm just saying like I, with the foundation for the multiplayer and everything already there and largely it being exactly the same, you know, from what we saw, uh, it gives me hope, like I said, that they can transition a lot of their focus to the single player and, uh, really make it stand out. Not like it's going to be, you know, single player of the year or anything like that, but. Uh, unique enough to where it's uh, something where you can say, I recommend Overwatch 2 for the story mode. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, so I, I missed that that whole part. So basically, if I don't give a shit about any of the PvE stuff, there's no real reason for me to get Overwatch 2. You know, I'm going to get all the same basic functions as Overwatch 2 and all the updates if I just keep the, the original. Is that I think they said work? eventually there's a cutoff to that. I know. I Didn't they say that eventually there will be like a they're no longer supporting it kind of thing or am i wrong there um i'm not 100 percent sure but uh they're definitely are gonna be um i don't i don't know if the right word here uh them throwing you enticing stuff to get you to get into overwatch 2 um i'm assuming we'll get more info on you know what exactly that is and um you know the big reason why you should make that jump if you aren't into pve um we don't i don't really think they gave us any good clues on that you know i think pve right now is their selling point on overwatch 2 um yeah i mean I, i'm gonna get it man because i mean fucking love the overwatch and i i came to the party real late like i didn't start playing overwatch so earlier this year but but um yeah like i was just like i didn't think that the pve thing was that big of a deal for people like for them to make a whole game about it um it honestly looks more like this game is like not really a sequel, but like almost like an expansion, you know, is what it seems like. Um, just a big add on oh, they're building on Overwatch One, which is cool. Like, you know, whatever, you know, I'm a Destiny guy, so I'll buy expansions all the time. But it doesn't seem like it's a it's this brand new game, you know, it just seems like it's a a big update to um Overwatch One. But just cool. I mean, I'm all for it and I'm sure there's probably gonna be a lot of people that 
aren't really competitive and like to play PVE type content. So it'll attract some of them, um, you know, and let you play with some of your friends that are not quite into like the PVP stuff. You know? So I guess that'd be cool. Um, and then, you know, Overwatch has been out for more than enough time that, that it, uh, I think it's fair. The timing is, is, is decent for whenever this does come out. So yeah, it's been uh, three years, Adam, as the person that is, you know, Overwatch didn't click with you. Does this do anything for you? The promise of PVE activities or anything, or you're good? No, I'm good. It, uh, I mean, it's a game that people like, and that's cool. I just jumping into a game this late. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. And the yeah, PVE isn't enough to make me go out and spend full price for a game to play PVE, beat it, and then still be behind the meta for the multiplayer. Like I'm good. Cool. Yeah. I was just curious to see as somebody who's, you know, kind of an outsider looking in, like, you know, if their agenda is to pull new players in, if that, if, you know, I'm sure it worked for some people, not me. How about Bobby? Uh, I came into it super, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, the first time I played was Chinese New Year's, uh, when you guys were talking about the loot boxes. Uh, so yeah, I came super late. So I, I will probably get it just to, uh, get it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for Diablo 4. But you're going to be waiting a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I bought Diablo 3 on every system um, and played it and loved it. So I could wait some more. Now that Sid Meier's came out, Sid 6 is coming out for PS4. So I'll be good with that for a non-Blizzard. But yeah, and Overwatch, I, I got into it way super, super late. Not that too. Sorry. No, no, that's that's totally, uh, that's that's awesome, man. And welcome, Bobby. Thank you. Do see you sooner, man. <laughs> um, popped in. So- yeah, no, 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 that's that's perfectly fine. That's how that's how we roll here at ECG. We, uh, you know, we do it live. So um, let's transition into our next topic, uh, which is uh, Death Stranding um, launches. Uh, if you're listening to this um, Friday, essentially the eighth, we're recording this on uh, Thursday evening, the seventh. So it launches tomorrow, right? Correct. Midnight tonight. Yeah. Um, so really surprised at the scores this game is getting in relation to what the reviews are actually saying i I frequently i don't know if you guys have read like actually read like the full reviews but it definitely um it seems like there's a big disparity there where i consistently am seeing in reviews um you know the the critic noting that the game is not fun that it's cumbersome that it takes hours and hours and hours before you get your first sliver of joy. And even then you have to really dig deep to find enjoyment in the game. Um, they note that it's artistic, of course, and it's weird because it's Kojima. Don't think any that surprises anybody. Uh, and that really overall, they found the game to be a slog and then they slap a nine or like an eight, five or like, you know, a nine, five, which it, it's just been blowing my mind. But I think we called this a couple of months ago when we talked about like, is this game going to be looked at through a different lens because it's Kojima. And I feel like we kind of have our answer. What do, what do you guys think? Game looks like it sucks ass. Like, that's <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I'm sorry, man. Like uh, I, I think I've read a few reviews and I thought personally that IGN's was the most transparent yeah, um, and, and and the most honest by far. It seemed which, like which is weird because they're always accused of being like the outlet that like has been right, paid off you by know? like you know pandering to to the developers, right? And and I thought that one is you know was was the most telling. You know, I have seen other reviews that are like, oh, this is amazing, and like you know, it you have to be a certain kind of gamer to like it. I mean, look, the and if you read enough reviews, 
you'll see a lot of things that overlap. And the overarching theme is that this game is innovative in the sense that it tries to do some very, very unique things. However, those unique things look like they turn out to be more cumbersome than they're worth. And, and more of a pain in the ass and more of things that you don't want to deal with because this game is not real life. But they're trying to make it so realistic that it becomes a burden. Like I was reading the thing about your inventory and it's not like your typical game where you have, you know, 60 slots or something like that, you know, and you can build it up over time. It's li literally every piece of gear or thing that you put into your inventory uh, essentially has an impact on you. Uh, you know, it slows you down. And not just that, but the way that the inventory is organized in your backpack or your, 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 your boxes or whatever also affects you. I think there's like some way where it like auto arranges it for you, but essentially like, like that is fucking annoying, you know? And then like, and from, from what, what I'm reading just about everywhere, it's just a giant fetch quest. Everything is just fetch quest. You're, you're, and, and it makes sense because you're kind of like this delivery guy, but all you're doing is just going from point A to point B and bringing something for someone like a, at one point, I read that you're delivering a fucking pizza for someone. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I, I don't, you know, it's, I think the game probably looks amazing. You know, from what I'm hearing, it's taking like 10 hours to get into like the good stuff of the game. Like, man, if it takes 10 hours to get into the good part of a game where it starts to really like get fun, like that's just way too long. Um, so I think some people will, will undoubtedly really love this game. The people that have an appreciation for those little nuances and those um i don't know how you call them like all those little those little those little things that are just going to make it seem more realistically but it's it, more realistic but in my eyes it just seems like it's just going to be annoying it's just going to be a drag to get through things because just it's, moving it's around the, in that game seems like it sucks so much dick like like just the way people talk about falling and stumbling and it's like when I think about that in comparison to like, say like a Mario game or an uncharted game where like, there's like the joy of movement. And I know that's what he's going for, but like, man, like that's the thing that you do the most in the game as you move around. Right. Presumably like it's a game about taking something from point A to point B. Like that just sounds like nauseatingly like horrible to me. Like that, like moment to moment gameplay is like miserable and like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm saying this is somebody who loves like the Souls like games too. But um, the other thing I thought was interesting is like, you know, uh, story wise, people seem to say that it's actually the most coherent Kojima game. Like, it's way more easy to follow than like Metal Gear. It's way less convoluted. It almost seems like this game should have been 12 hours um, with the bulk of it, like the story and like maybe some of the mechanics he wanted to do, but like way stripped down. Like, this game is like uh i i think like i'm seeing people say between like 35 and 40 hours which seems way too long to me from what i've heard described in the game that seems like absurd um i don't know what do you guys think i think it's a uh <clears throat> it's a ups delivery simulator uh and they just fall every everything i've ever seen anybody review is the rocks trip you up and it takes about the first 10 hours for you to get uh to figure out even how to walk you were saying like that's what i've seen everybody's complaints are i mean but then there's diehard people that say it's the best game ever made but no it's not it can't be if there's this many bugs early and if you can't even freaking walk i'm not gonna spend 10 hours trying to walk and picking a much shit over see uh, now here's what i think's crazy because like so i'm looking on metacritic right now and there's 1500 score reviews for for the game which 
is so crazy seeing as how many um there are that are negative in what they say because like like you were saying like some people praise certain aspects of the game and you have other people bashing those same aspects of the game so it's just like you read one person's review and it's just you know absolutely bashing the way that they walk and everything and then you can read someone else's review who didn't even have that problem walking around um might have fallen some of that right like with the reviews i mean there's gonna be a great of what people like or don't like like i don't think i have a problem with that necessarily it's just like when i read if i'm going apples to apples and i'm reading your review and your review sounds like you did not have fun that the entire time you were playing this game like you it was cumbersome it was confusing it was annoying pushback and like you assign a score of a nine like i don't understand that because i can take a game again sorry to beat a dead horse guys you know me like i'm a from software whore through and through but a game like dark souls where like you're arguably like miserable for a large time that you're playing that game but you're rewarded like when you overcome an area and a boss like you get you know a weapon drop you get the achievement the satisfaction and you get better at the game you know what i mean like there's there's an incentive to keep going in that regard and like i don't know man like i just that's where i can't wrap my head around it i'm i i'm fine like if there's people that like the game and don't like the game we saw that with red dead redemption 2 last year i don't yeah, think those this- people were wrong <laughs> yeah i know we've talked about that but i don't think that this is a situation i think adam hit the nail on the head and weigh in here buddy because like you're the one i think that like um called this probably most accurately when we talked about this a couple of months ago which is because it's kojima people are i think almost grasping at straws and they're having a hard time like saying i think there's some interesting ideas here but i don't think this game is a good game um and i think it's because it's kojima that they're I genuinely, I think that that is the reason that people are afraid to say it. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base. I don't know. I I don't get what the big deal is with Kojima, man. Okay. He's made all the, am I missing something? He's made all these, uh, the metal gear games and a lot of them are great, but that what else has he made outside of the the, the scope of metal gear stuff? Am I I missing something? Am I ignorant here? Well, I think all the drama with the, like around the video game awards, how they didn't want him to go and lock them out. And I think there was just a lot of uh, fan base built up towards that as well besides all the other uh, i mean I, I hear that but what has he done in his in in <clears throat> outside of metal gear what has he done stuff like pt and some other like smaller you know like scale projects and things like that yeah. but, uh, but he's, he's got a very long he's stepping out of his wheelhouse for making something basically from scratch right like he's creating a new world i'm not saying that the guy doesn't deserve any credit or anything like that i'm not knocking him but i i don't understand what what uh, what the need is to defend his product uh, on something that he's basically trying relatively new. Like he's venturing out into something new, yeah. you know, it might work for some people, but it looks like this is just not, not going to be a great game. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why the, the need to like, you know, fanboy defend him. Like, you know, it's crap. It's crap. I think it's an important. And then I w- definitely want to hear from Adam because like, yeah. this was totally his topic a couple months ago. Like, uh, you know, I thought it was important to fall back up on it. I think it's an important distinction to make. None of us have played this game. Um, I, I want to make it clear to anyone listening that, like, we're not forming an opinion on Death Stranding. We don't have, it would be stupid for us to offer an opinion. This is more, you know, a, a discussion around how critics are talking about a game and, you know, just sort of that disparity. So in, in case we're not making it clear, we're not making a judgment on a fucking game we haven't played. 
Go ahead, Adam. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's like George said. It's it's people love to defend Kojima because like he did some, he's done good stuff. Like people like, I don't personally like any of his games. People love his games and they will defend him to the end. I've had people defend everything he's ever done, and I'm just like, hey, uh, this part isn't good. They're like, no, no, it's perfect because it's Kojima. There are people who do that, so that's how the reviews go. But yeah, like I'm with you. The reviews don't. I, I you know, like we called this months ago. It was like they're gonna game's gonna be like okay. Or mediocre, or not for a lot of people. It can be like a weird artsy thing. And then th- giving it nines across the or not across the board. Thank God. I'm glad someone didn't actually like. I'm glad IGN's review is low because, like we said, it's the one that matches it. But they are, there's some reason that these people who grew up with Kojima just have a, a feeling need to defend them regardless of how good the thing is. Like if someone makes if one of your favorite directors makes a bad movie, you can say I like everything he does. There are parts of this movie I liked. This is not a good movie. But some reason. A lot of people don't want to do that about the stranding, but then they do. So it's a little bit both ways. But yeah, I already knew that this game was going to get it's going to get mixed reviews. You're people saying it's perfect, and then you're people like, "No, nah, this game's trash." So I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the like audience response is to this. Like when it gets yeah. out into the wild, truly. I want to say a week or two from now, people have actually put ten to twenty hours. Because if the first ten again, if the first ten hours of the game is trash, you lost me. But if someone's gets twenty hours, thirty hours into the game, they're like, it was rough, but it gets good. I want to hear that. But these yeah, reviewers aren't saying anything that makes me think that this game is good. But then they still score it high, which again I already was like, this is what's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I, I mean again we haven't played it, so I want to see what people say. Yeah. I mean I'm not gonna buy it, so I gotta listen to other people um but yeah i want to see what the general gaming public thinks about this game who don't have a bias towards kojima that would be great to know an actual opinion yeah so i I don't weird man i think it's like i i i for me i was all for it like i was gonna buy it day one no not because i thought it'd be good just because i was intrigued enough to know like what the hell is going on and after these reviews, I'm not buying it. I'm not, I'm not like, maybe if I find a good Black Friday deal and I haven't heard any worse reviews, but this game is, is for me, like, continuing to fall towards, like, I'm losing any interest that I had in it. You know, it's just, I hope we get more honest reviews. I hope, uh, um, you know, I hope it's not, not biased, like you said, in, in any way, right? Like, in biased against it. I think, I think it's going to take a special kind of gamer to appreciate this particular game. You know, like, cause there's there is something to be said for making the game overly realistic, and I'm sure some people will will dig that, right? Being able to kind of get in in this world and feel like you're like everything that you're doing matters and it has an impact. I'm sure that'll be a cool experience for for some people, but I think uh, I think it's one of those things that we might have thought that we wanted that level of realism, but the truth is, like, man, gaming is a fast paced thing. It's not. Gamers aren't overly patient, and I and I just I don't think it's going to sit as well as as uh, as one might think. But See, uh, go ahead, man, Zach. You had some. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean I think you're wrong in the aspect when you say gamers aren't patient, um, because there are plenty of people who play massive, massive, you know, like RPGs and stuff that are you can put hundreds of hours into, like The Witcher Three. You know, you, you could take that game at a very slow pace um and explore every inch of that map and everything and and uh and you know really take it in and not that i know that that's what kojima is going for here and everything but just um before i go into uh like why i'm still excited for it and everything uh his lowest reviewed game is an 89 and then it goes 91 94 96 94 95 so like he hasn't 
like, and I'm not like a huge Kojima fan or anything. I'm just saying like there's people there. There's, there's a reason people defend him adamantly because, you know, usually when he puts out a, a product, it's of the highest quality. But uh, like this game's Metacritic will be high and but the reviews also say it it's sucks not though. Reviews. It's 80 something. It's an 80 in the 80s, though. That yeah, but like that doesn't that doesn't that just intrigues me even more. Like how divisive this is like that. There are so many people at different ends of the spectrum like. You know, I, I, it's almost like a, you need to play this game for yourself in order to formulate your own opinion because the, their, their reviews are just literally all over the place that you, you can't, I feel like you can't really use them, uh, as a gauge for the game. Um, especially because, you know, there are people who say the first 10 hours doesn't suck. There are a lot of people who say the first 10 hours do suck. Um, there are a lot of people who I'm hearing say, you know, once you get into that gameplay loop of, you know, building the roads and doing all that, like it just gets extremely satisfying, um, especially the social aspect of the game. Um, uh, supposed to be, you know, super satisfying to, you know, leaving clues for people or helping people and all that. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, I'm super intrigued by it. It's, yeah, I want to hear your review of it because you're mm-hmm. not like a you're not like a Kojima fanboy, are you? No, no, not at all. In what he's doing. That's why I'd rather hear your opinion because you're not married to Kojima for some reason for 20 years because you grew up and now you review games and you're still married to Kojima. You're like, it seems interesting. I like the way that it's divisive. I want to check it out. I'd trust your opinion. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do because, like, like I said in, in the last episode, you know, I I spewed my love for uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, I loved Metal Gear Solid Four. Uh, I I played Five. I never beat it. Um, in uh I, I didn't really like the whole open world nature of it um i liked metal gear when it was more linear and focused um so it's exciting to go into a new world of his um where you know i'm i'm not uh basing the game off of previous entries and everything this is a you know first entry in this series it's you know uh it's a it's really a jumping off point so it's going to be interesting to see what world he's able to build and the gameplay he's able to um, evolve and everything uh, post Metal Gear, which had some of the best gameplay uh, for its uh, genre of game, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm super interested to see if like the gameplay is good. It's just, you know, you have to get used to it and, and you have to adapt to it. Um, but like once you're good at it, like you can see like, oh, I understand all the mechanics now or if the gameplay is just clunky. So like it'll be interesting to see how all of that um you know translates and everything. So yeah, I, I'm I'm I'd be willing to make a hundred dollar bet that um the gameplay will will not be quote like good or like intuitive. Like I don't think that's what he's going for. Whether or not that's for everybody will be a different conversation. But I don't think I've seen a single solitary person, even the super positive people, say that the gameplay feels good in this game. Yeah. If anything, so, it's more apologetic, like <laughs> It's an intentional design choice that, like, love it or hate it, like, adds to the feeling of the game, which, you know, is about as um, nice as did I've you, seen it put. Did you guys listen to uh, the latest episode of the the games cast kind of funny games cast i did yeah i sure did mm-hmm. so it was it was super cool because like i liked hearing um uh there was d- different opinions on there people who did like it people who didn't like it so it was interesting to hear that but what really stood out to me was um as far as people saying they don't like the walking was when andy was saying that 
you know, once he got to a certain point and he did something, I think he said almost by accident, he found out that he could build a, a truck or something like that. And then which later turned out that he could build a motorcycle type thing. And when you're on that motorcycle on the roads that you built, like it doesn't use energy. So you can go as long as you've built that road and not have to worry about anything. So like, it's cool. Like, you know, the more you play, it seems like in the, in the deeper you get, um, the more you un unlock to make your traversal easier because like, you know, the game is entirely about, um, being a delivery man pretty much. So if you're able to get from point A to point B quicker and easier, um, you know, maybe it'll alleviate some of that, um, you know, stress that's, you know, the walking and everything's caused and maybe it'll brighten up other areas of the game for you now that, you know, you're not, not so stressed out. But, you know, you got to get to that point first. So this will be a game that I may check out, like once everything settles down, like before the story. My only my only concern also with getting it uh, day one is Star Wars is next week. And yep. man, Pokemon. oh, man, am I <laughs> see, I'm not worried about Pokemon, but that Star Wars game was oh, so God. good. Yeah, that's that's what decided it for me. Ultimately, I was like, this seems like a game I'll play in the doldrums of January. Like if there's nothing else that grabs my attention first like already looking ahead to the rest of the year probably a conversation for another day but i'm already know i want to wrap up fire emblem i'm back at that um i want to check out katana zero and then like i got jedi fallen order uh, is a big thing and then like there's a couple games I already missed this year that i want to catch up on and like death stranding just i'm like i don't see me get to that anytime soon but like i'd like to check it out under ideal circumstances maybe sometime like in the next few months it's on my black friday watch list yeah, it's on my yeah. blacklist. <laughs> See, <laughs> like, <laughs> I just I don't see I, it going lower than forty bucks on Black Friday. If that, well, if GameStop does their used game sales, because I see a lot like, of people trading it. It all depends on how that motherfucker sells, dude. If that thing is doing gangbusters, that shit is not going on sale for Black Friday. No way. PS4 exclusives, man, they fucking hold value, dude. Like it, it took a while to see like a God of War. Or Spider-Man Spider -Man. sale, man. Like, fuck, those things. It's usually pretty fucking solid. So. I don't know. Days Gone went on sale pretty quick. Yeah. But <laughs> again, that didn't sell well either. That's that's my yeah. point. Like, if if hey, Death Stranding hey. comes out and it's a limp dick, like, just flapping in the wind, like, I, maybe you'll see a $10 price reduction for Black Friday. But you got to think, man. Like, we're at that point three weeks away. Like, that's not a whole lot of time to gauge interest. You got to think that it's at least a month before they can evaluate, like, you know how that game is uh, I think, selling and i think kojima's name enough on the box is is enough to get people to at least purchase the game to see what it's about mm -hmm. um especially because of how intriguing all the trailers are um you know and how much they make you question everything and all that not that you know the general gaming public probably hasn't seen all the videos from e3 and everything but uh, yeah oddly enough i was gonna say i think like the the casual public might be the the people that buy this game more oddly in this situation because they see a lot of recognizable faces yes really definitely not I wonder knowing what it is yeah. you know <laughs> i wonder if that was like uh you know part of part of the you know his plan i guess because like yeah. you see all these faces and you're like oh man uh that's what uh, just idolizes so many people i think that guy just loves other like celebrities and artists it's like, like even like conan o'brien and stuff and, and like it's crazy yeah all right well we got to move on fellas we're uh it's getting to be close to that time so quickly i just uh i thought it'd be interesting and then we'll have a quick game uh 
show game, I guess, type thing like at the end here. But um, uh, to talk about the Bethesda style RPGs, I'm like two thirds ish the way through Outer Worlds. George could probably tell me better. I'm wrapped up with Monarch and I've done a bunch of stuff like um, I'm pretty much done with the whatever yeah, breaker, so groundbreaker. Like, yeah, if you're done with Monarch, you're yeah, you're just about uh, sad to say, but the best of the game is behind you. Oh, that sucks. Um, but anyway, I played enough of it to know that um, while I've really enjoyed my time with it, I think the humor is a strong part of it. I would like to come back to this game at some point and play as a complete idiot because I've heard that's really funny. Like, uh, just a complete dumbass. Like, there's dialogue options. You can skip entire quests. Um, but overall, like, I've liked it. I think it's a solid game. But it, it, it kind of got me thinking, like, is this style of RPG, the Bethesda style of RPG, first person um you know with your uh sort of dialogue options inventory management system encumbrance all the stuff that goes with that um uh, is is it gone stagnant like is there something that you guys can see that can be done to bring this into the next generation to evolve it in a, in a big leap forward because as i'm playing this like this game feels like one that was created largely in a vacuum where i'm like shit dude like i i feel like so much of this game is cool like it looks beautiful like there's a lot of stuff i like but also like i feel like i have played this game before and i don't feel like it's and granted it's a smaller team and stuff but like it's not in a lot of ways it doesn't feel like a next gen game from even what was like on 360 so do you guys think that there's something to be done and what would you like to see to evolve this style of of game into like sort of the next generation to make it really feel like it's moved on somewhat uh I mean, okay, I can kick, I can kick it off. I mean, so I, I man, it's too bad that nobody else has beat the game because I really wanted to talk about the final mission. Um, something I'm kind of disappointed with the way that it rolls out. Um, You're not but, alone. I, I haven't, I don't know what specifically, but I've heard things. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, fuck, like without giving it away, like you could, you could just fucking talk your way through it and not, not, not do a damn thing. Um, you know, uh, so it's that, you know, it, it, it had a potential to be fucking amazing like you know uh very very like suspenseful but you know it, it fell short it, look it's a solid it's like a b game for me um like i mentioned to you guys before like i i think the game was almost um i wouldn't say dumbed down but i don't think they gave it their all because it was going straight to game i don't know i, I feel like this game if this game and the sales for this game I don't, I don't know how Game Pass works in terms of how much money that Bethesda can make off of it and whatnot, but I feel like if this game was a standalone, you had to per, per, you know pay 60 bucks to buy it, they would have given it um, more, you know? The game is, you know, basically a carbon copy of some of the Fallout games with less impactful and less real decisions, you know? Like, that's the, the big... The toughest part about these choice RPGs is making the choices actually matter and actually make a significant difference. Uh, for most of the, the big choices in the game, there's always the cop-out, um, the ideal scenario. Um, if you cared enough to look for it, there's always a way that you can kind of make everybody happy and, and get the ideal thing to happen. Um, so that's disappointing because it doesn't give you that, you know, that decision where like, there is no right or wrong. Like it's just you just gotta make a choice and, and it's no Witcher, them. in other words. Right. Like, yeah. With, about that. with the with the and live with the repercussions, right? You know, like someone's gonna die, someone's gonna live. So there's always a way just about around everything. Um, which is, you know, disappointing, but 
for me, like, I like to try to play always the perfect way in most of the games. So it ends up, you know, for me, it's not a big deal, but it, I think it might, might be a bigger deal for other people. Um, you so know, how would so, you, like, going into well, next real, gen? Real with quick, game... though, a oh, couple okay. things. Uh, it's not a Bethesda game, and it was a, it was pretty much Obsidian doing an indie game. No, so, and, yeah. and that's why I said, like, there's that caveat there, right? Like, but I, I mean more, like, not even this game specifically as part of this conversation, but this style of game, like, how do we evolve it so that it feels modern? Because I feel like this is becoming increasingly more stagnant. Uh, Fallout 4, like, I thought was good. Like, I enjoyed it, but I also felt like it was more the same. Like, like your character spoke, but, like, otherwise, that game felt also to me, like, not much of a next-gen game, like, other than, like, you know, obviously graphics and things like that. So, like, going to your point, George, so what would you do differently, like, from a game design philosophy to bring um, that into so the... I think I think that just the game is just simple. Um, I think uh, at least again, this has to be taken with a grain of salt in some aspects because I played the game on normal. I didn't play it on the the, the hardest difficulty, which in hindsight it probably should have. Um, I just the game lacked any innovation. There is nothing new about this game that we haven't already seen before. There wasn't even like a small layer of something different. I guess probably the newest thing, which is you know, I'm sure might have already been done before is the fact that every npc is killable that you can literally blow every quest by by killing anybody that you want um i guess that's something new if you're into that kind of thing um but like stuff like the science weapons are kind of cool you know like the the effects are like neat on that um but it's not necessary like i I never i got them all but i never used any of them because i didn't feel a need to you know like it's just the game like you could play the. What was cool is you could play the game however you want. You know, you can, but you weren't you weren't forced to really play the game tactfully in any way because I could get by just fine, just kind of brute forcing my way through it. You know, killing what I wanted to kill or talking my way through things. You know, like it. I almost wish you it, could it get just, rid of the persuade, intimidate, lie. Like I feel like that's something that's got to go or like the be same. tweaked they're heavily. All the same. Yeah, because it, it's and, basically a get out of jail free card that just has a different label like right and it's and it's available in almost every scenario like mm-hmm. hey like it's it's almost impossible for your character to not have one of those you know it's like you could either persuade lie or intimidate your way through anything and it's not like i think the game would be differently if it was one or the other you know like but if you if your persuade skill is not good enough but your lie skill is or your intimidate skill is then you'll be fine because then you can just be mean about it and still get it done but there's not really much repercussions for being mean. Um, you know, I don't so, think the result's interesting either when you use any of those options. Like, right, exactly. It's just, you know, it's very, you know, I feel like the game is, is but the, what's disappointing is that it was designed to be that way. Like, I think they made the game exactly the way they wanted it. They just sort of made it um, limited. You know, they limited the game um, and they didn't put anything any new anything innovative in it you know it was a solid game that i enjoyed playing but i i got i got more out of most of the fallout games for sure um and and like adam said the smaller design team right or you know dev team and stuff like i i liken this to like your favorite like um franchise like uh fast food pizza joint versus like your solid like local one right like like, like you have your outstanding place that you go to, like in your hometown, that is very specialized and delicious and maybe of a higher quality. But then you have like your Domino's or your Papa John, whatever, 
you know, franchise you like um, that you can get just about anywhere, but maybe isn't as good like that. This is that to me, like in the video game world where I'm like, it's comfort food sort of, um, but it's not really unexpected or exciting. Um, and I don't know. I feel like I could like take it or take it or leave it, you know, like I enjoy my in the outer worlds, but um, I, I think combat's a big thing that needs to be over. Like, I think without a doubt, like they need to in the next gen, like Starfield or the Elder Scrolls game, like for fuck's sake, man, like um, I, I, I don't think I could take another Elder Scroll game or like a Starfield is, is like Outer Worlds, essentially, where the combat feels the way that it does, where it's like, OK, but like it's not like a Destiny or a Borderlands, like where it feels great to shoot and be in combat. Did, did you like combat in this game? Like, George, do you like combat in this game, Adam? It- yeah, Adam, I talked a lot. I go, I'll go after you, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, I thought it was fine. I mean, my main, the main thing here is because I know these people would might misinterpret it. Like this game is not meant to be a Bethesda game. Again, it, it's a sure the whole Game Pass thing. Like it was never a Microsoft game. Like it's just a game. It was a smaller game by a smaller team making an old school RPG. These guys who made the original Fallout codes, like these guys came back and like we want to make this kind of game. They're not looking to improve on what Bethesda did. They're not trying to make a battle for fallout Four. They were making the game that they wanted to, which is more like the older games. So that's why I feel like it feels that way. And I enjoy it because it's sort of, uh, a, and I, enjoy a it too. I know we're coming off negative. Like I, I like, yeah. obviously like I'm, you know, put as much time and I'm going to finish it, but like, so like the, the camp, the combat is fine, but those games like playing fallout one, fallout two, brotherhood of steel, all that stuff. Those games aren't really about the combat. It's about the world and talking, you being able to talk your way to everything. It's, the old school choice of like, here's an RPG where you can do anything that you can think of. So if you don't want to fight, you don't have to. So I don't think it's a detriment. I think that was completely how it was made. It just gets designed. It's aged as well as like some other game types. Like I mean, it does. Yeah, personally. just because that's what they want to do doesn't mean it aged well. But yeah. that's what they're going for. So I don't really want to be like, you guys didn't do good enough a job making a new thing when they're not trying to make a new thing. Well, and I, yeah. I didn't want to just shoehorn this into outer world. Clear, like I mean, like you. Know, so again, like the next crop of Bethesda games, like, you know, what we'd want to see from that style of like, you know, when I say Bethesda style RPG, I think everyone's got a pretty mm-hmm. clear idea. You know, Well, here's the thing. Like, if The Witcher 3 was a first person game, that would be a Bethesda style RPG and everyone would still like that game. So I honestly, I think it's fine. Like, would they it though? I mean, like, repeat no, no, you can't compare I mean, the combat like, in The Witcher 3 to a typical Bethesda game though. Well, even, no, if, you, no, even if you mirror that's, the combat, like the quest design and the, the choices and the dialogues and everything is not nearly like that's like apples and oranges. Like, I don't know. I just see people putting as much time or more into Skyrim as they did The Witcher. So I, as yet we want it to evolve and I'm sure they will involve it in ways, but if it ain't break, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know for, I, it is, it's an interesting discussion for me. I don't know that I can play another Skyrim or fallout four and not be bored to, to tears going like, Oh, okay. So it's just a prettier version of the stuff that I've done. Like of the silent protagonist, like, come on, man. Like well, I'm with you, but I say that as I've played hundreds of hours of Skyrim. So, like, I don't want to be hypocrite because I play the shit out of those games. Well, no, again, you know, Skyrim came out, what, like eight years, right? At that point, 11, 11, 11, right? That was mm-hmm. the launch yeah. date. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting conversation. Uh, Bobby, Zach, you guys have anything to add? Didn't play it yet. Yeah, I um, haven't played it. But I mean, just even like not Outer Worlds, but I mean, like, so if you've played Fallout 4, for example, like, is there anything you want to see, like, 
for that style of game, like going into like next gen, like that you feel like, 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 you know, it's time to move on from or like, you'd like yeah, to how clunky it is, man. Like, uh, just it's, that's what, that was one of my biggest turnoffs for follow for not only the required like base building, but the, just the clunky nature of the gameplay, um, how it's, uh, a lot of people still move uh, like robotic almost. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the way that I'm, I'm not too big into, uh, and I know they just did this in the outer worlds, how when you talk to someone, it just zooms in on who you're talking to. Um, I feel like that kind of just takes me out of the, the experience. Um, like you said, the silent protagonist, I think that should just, that should have been a thing of the past a long time ago. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know how you can, really get engulfed in an RPG if you you don't get to hear your character say the options that you're picking. Um, you know, even like in games like Mass Effect where you pick the option, he doesn't say exactly what it says there, but you know, it's along the same lines. So, you know, and Shepard's one of the best characters ever. And like I just feel like you can't get that same kind of bond with these wooden characters in in these games that, you know, don't mean anything it's 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 all based off of off off of the world and everything and if you don't explore the world you're not going to get the best of what that game has to offer and if you're not that kind of person you just like stick into the story and everything then you're not really getting you know what this game does have to offer so it should give you that um i don't know i guess in a better way is the only way i know how to put it can we all agree that over encumbrance is bullshit Hard oh my God, yes, yes, they need to get rid of that. I think it's a good no, I'm playing. I hate it, it's awful. <laughs> it's stupid. All right, I'm oh, glad we're unanimous on that. shit. Like, you know, I just okay, so I'm glad I just think get rid of it. Like, it's not tedious enough that, like, like you're not going for realism. Like, if you're saying my guy can carry, you know, 10 helmets, like 20 like suits of hmm. armor, 15 guns, oh, but he just picked up one more gun, and like that's the thing that does it. Like, I think you got to fully commit one way or the other. Like, or like just shit can it because uh, it just it's no bigger you know uh breaking of immersion and just like oh my god okay like now i gotta go through my inventory and drop something or break something down or like when you're in the you know in the middle of a dungeon or whatever you know like an area so anyway okay anything to add before we move on to the final segment here excited for this yes. one yeah one one quick thing um yeah, like I said, I don't want it to seem like we're knocking this game. I think for a game, like, you got to look at it in perspective. For a Game Pass game, this thing has been amazing. You know, like, yeah. I, oh, yeah. like you know, I got a, I got my money's worth for Game Pass alone. And I think right now, if you told people, you know, what are the best games to play right now on Game Pass, that for me would be my number one game. So, you know, I think you could maybe toss it up with, with Gears. But for me, personally, for what I like, that would be my number one game to play on Game Pass right now, you know? And and I think it's one of the best games to go straight to Game Pass um, that's out. So, like, it's it's an awesome experience. It's a fun game. Like, you know, I I, I would have paid 60 bucks for that, you know? Uh, but, um, like I said, when you're comparing it to other RPGs and, you know, what, you know, expectations for the future there are things that they need to build on because I don't think that they can just keep creating new skins of this type of game and continue to have, uh, you know, longevity with this particular type of game. I hope opinion. we get more Outer Worlds. I would love to see Microsoft really, like, be like, here's a huge bankroll. Oh. Take your time. Make Oh, there will be. 
there the hands down there is DLC coming for this game. There is more to come to this game. You I, you may not realize it yet, but you are uh, more than two thirds done with the game, and there are several planets you have not gone to, and that is because you will not go to them. There are there are not all of the planets that are on your map are accessible at any point in this in the game. As oh shit, right really? Because I was looking, going yeah. like, god damn, it looks like I get a lot of places. Nope. To... Yep, all there's right. about like three or four planets that are not they are not accessible in in this story at all. So there's definitely more more of this game to come, hands down. It's it's not over. So you know, there's a lot of stuff that they can do and changes that they can make um you know for for whatever they're gonna build on this with but the game is far from over my man very cool all right well let's bring it to a close here with the final segment uh it's a game that i created um largely uh kind of brainstorming for the show um i like quiz based games um you know uh game scoop does Video game 20 questions. If you listen to the IGN UK podcast, they do a different quiz each week now. Uh, this one, I haven't settled on a title yet. For now, I'm just going to call it Meta Mystery. Uh, what I've done is I've taken five games um, from Metacritic.com, and I've tried to do my best to source out uh, four quotes from Metacritic pulled straight from the page for the game and uh, from sort of hardest to easiest um put the uh the, the quotes uh down so that you can guess the game um the way we'll do it is you know if you get the game on the first quote you guys can just shout it out um uh everybody to to make it fair you want to say one guess each and then like if right or wrong uh but if you get the game on the first thing you get four points the second clue two and so on and so forth um i will say blank to substitute the game and redacted for the developer because you know how reviews go they are going to almost always say the game title and the developer in these little sizzle quotes here so if i say redacted that's the developer being pulled out so i don't give it away and then blank is the game everybody with me so far yes yeah, so you're going to just basically read out a quote and we got to guess what game you're talking about yeah everyone gets a guess right, if you cool. shout it out you don't you don't have to uh you know wait till the quote's finished if you want to take a stab but once your guess is out that's it that's all you get so choose all wisely right. Everybody good? Yep. Good All to right. <clears throat> Blank was the first time playing a redacted game where my reaction went past interest to investment. I cared about what happened to these people. I cared about their stories and their lives. And there were moments when I was genuinely saddened or excited by what happened to them. And as the story winds towards its various conclusions, I was completely invested in them, hoping for the best and fearing for the worst. For someone there for the story who wanted a game to feel more fun than they wanted it to feel comprehensive, I was completely absorbed. Detroit. Nope. Oh, man, those are such generic. <laughs> I know. Well, no, they, start off, they start off, you know, hard, and then they get more specific. It's, is there, a, is there like a pool a of games here? Or? It's got to be a sequel for me. <laughs> and it has to be an RPG. I'm going to say Mass Effect 2. Nope. That's what I was thinking. Okay. So cool. I'm going to say Fire Emblem Three Houses. Nope. All right. Fallout, so. New, Fallout New Vegas. You only get one, one guess. Oh, no. <laughs> I, you, was my, I, I didn't oh, use was, a guess. I oh, yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So, nope. Uh, so, no points on the board for that one. Next, next quote. Same game. It's slow pace may not be everyone's cup of tea, but if you're patient, the reward is the mostly lively and thrilling world we've ever had in a video game in which everything is seamlessly integrated. Oh, that's got to be... It's got to be Death Stranding. Nope. No. What? Um, nope. <laughs> Fable 2. Nope. Fuck. This game sucks. <laughs> Jesus. Adam, bring us home, man. I have no idea. <laughs> Literally no guess. 
keeps it keep out to us. Throw it out there. Hail Mary, buddy. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, gunslinger. Nope. All right. Are any of us like? Are any of us hot? Like? Um, you guys are getting warmer for sure. Warmer. All right. Okay. I think somebody may get it on this one. So again, you don't have to wait till the quote's done if you don't want to. You can shout it out. So if it if okay. it dawns on you and you're confident, you can interrupt me. I got to be careful not to say the name of the developer. That's the hardest part about this is like tricking my brain. Few worlds are as well realized as the one that Redacted has created for blank. Thanks to some wonderful scripting and stellar performances, the characters you randomly meet in the wild are captured as well as the ones you spend most of your days around camp. How do you follow Red Dead Redemption 2? Yep, Zach got it. Uh, Two points for Zach. So that's the first game uh, down. Slow pace, yeah. Um, the final quote for that was, uh, so the giveaway quote is blank is an enjoyable sequel that builds on the foundations of its predecessor with much to do, plenty to see all wrapped up in some of the best visuals you've ever seen on a console with great characters and satisfied action. It's a wild West worth exploring. That would have been, that would have been way too easy. Well, yeah, that's why it's the last one. (laughs) So I try to pick a last quote. Damn red dead two and call of war as gunslinger. So similar. I I know. That's why I was like, yeah, you're getting warmer. (laughs) All right, so new game, and we're starting, um, you know, again, the quotes uh, will be a little more misleading in the beginning. So like Uncharted Drake's fortune, its influences are too obvious for its trans for it to transcend the medium. But they are also so tastefully and skillfully referenced that it feels like rediscovering an overlooked gem. You said, can you repeat that one? Like Uncharted Drake's fortune, its influences are too obvious for it to transcend the medium but they are so tastefully and skillfully referenced that it feels like rediscovering an overlooked gem. Tomb Raider. Nope. Hmm. You, um, you said like Drake's fortune? Yes. What did you, I'm sorry, what did you say? The Last of Us? Nope. You said, you said what? Trend, can you just say it one more time? I'm sorry. <laughs> like Uncharted Drake's fortune, its influences are too obvious for it to transcend the medium, but they are so tastefully and skillfully referenced that it feels like rediscovering an overlooked gem. Like Man, like what year was... Drake's fortune that was like oh seven or something what what came out like right after that that was pretty big I can't think of the name of the game but I know that there's four of them just cause nope damn um all right am I the last one here yeah oh jeez all right um I um five seconds Zach yeah jeez man I'm drawing three, a blank two I don't I don't know one. I'm not gonna guess it right anyway so we'll yeah. just Okay, so bit of a red herring. Um, I think this is going to dial you in. Ne- next quote here. Blank will play with your mind and keep your heart racing. While the horror element eventually gave way to action and thrills, I couldn't help but feel alert and ready for more the entire way through. Uh, Bioshock. Horizon? I'm sorry, uh, not Bioshock. What was? The, what did somebody else Damn say? Damn it. Horizon? Nope. Yeah, I don't play horror games, so I don't know. Adam, do you have a guess? Nope. Yes, maybe. I think we may have lost Adam. Do you guys hear him? I do uh, not hear him. I did not. Um, trying to, can you say it one more time? Yeah. Quote? So blank will play with your mind and keep your heart racing. While the horror element eventually gave way to action and thrills, I couldn't feel alert and ready for more the entire way through. Oh, I think God. Oh, man. I have an idea. Uh, and Adam, if you can hear us, if you want to toss out a guess, feel free, buddy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I said Red Dead uh, Undead Nightmare. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um... Assassin's Creed? Nope. All right. Everyone had a guess, right? Oh, man. I think I know it. Okay. Well, we'll see. Here's clue number three. One of these criticisms will detract you from your enjoyment, provided all you want from a game is the opportunity to repeatedly turn evil monsters into red mush and gorgeous HD detail. 
Blank easily delivers on that promise, but fails to turn its polished production values into something truly memorable over the long haul. So the only negative review I could find for this game is a little DMC. Idea. Nope. Dead Space. That is correct. It is Dead Space. Two more points no, for Mr. Zach. Dead Space is fantastic. Really good. Awesome game. It's I even not enjoyed as, three. It's not as scary as like people say. No. Like it like no. especially once you get more weapons and stuff. Like the it, atmosphere though was just awesome. Yeah, game is great. All righty. So on to the next game. All right. The story is more fast paced than anything redacted has done before. And it still feels like it's affording the player as much time as they need to explore and discover. While some niggling issues do persist in terms of controls, the storyline is supremely satisfying right up to its climax, which contains one of the most interesting moral dilemmas found in video games from a standpoint of long term implications. That's in parentheses. Mass Effect 1. Nope. Bioshock Infinite. Nope. Long-term implication. Nope. Can you read it one more time? Sure. The story is more fast-paced than anything Redacted has done before and still feels like it's affording the player as much time as they need to explore and discover. While some niggling issues do persist in terms of controls, the storyline is supremely satisfying right up to its climax, which contains one of the biggest, most interesting moral dilemmas found in video games. In parentheses, from a standpoint of long-term implication. In parentheses. Long-term implication. This sounds like a choice-based. Which choice-based game had implications like that? Um, I, I didn't play it till the end, but I'll just take a guess. Which of three? Nope. All right. Moving on to the next quote. Even though it has some interesting ideas, it's hard to get excited about yet another take on wave-based survival, especially ones that use the occasionally clumsy blank combat as its base. Once you start thinking about how most of the campaign side content either uses the same multiplayer levels or has you performing extremely basic retrieval tasks, it's easy to start feeling slightly indignant about the whole thing. But only slightly. At the end of the day, Blank is a game for people who liked Blank, which is a game that is would give this series. Yeah. So much that they absolutely need to see how it all ends. Despite claims to the contrary from the game's publisher, I really don't think newcomers will get much out of it at all. I'll read it again. Hmm. Even though it has some interesting ideas, it's hard to get excited about yet another take on wave-based survival, especially one that uses the occasionally clumsy blank combat at its base. Once you start thinking about how its campaign side content either uses these same multiplayer levels or has you performing extremely basic retrieval tasks, it's easy to start feeling slightly indignant about the whole thing, but only slightly. At the end of the day, blank is a game for people who liked blank, which is a game in the same series. So much that they absolutely need to see how it all ends. Despite claims to the contrary from the game's publisher, I really don't think newcomers will get much out of it at all. Sequel. A sequel that had an amazing ending. Where the first was better. Yeah, I got nothing, but I'm just going to go with Knights of the Old Republic 2. Nope. Because it sucked. Um, Gears of War Judgment. Nope. Good guesses all around so far. You guys are in a wheelhouse. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I got one more guess. Wave-based survival. That's That's what... That's what I'm stuck on. I don't even know on. what the fuck that means. Call of Duty. Like a, like a horde mode type deal. No. Oh. So, and again, like that's a feature of the game, not the game itself. So don't get stuck on that. The gotcha. Saying that it uses the core combat of the game in a mode, basically. Um, With the goods. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Nope. All right. Moving on to the, we're getting into more obvious territory. I feel like Blank is an evolution rather the, than the revolution the first two games were. 
While the ending has certainly left a bad taste in my mouth and soured my feelings on the series a little, I cannot deny that the journey to get there is excellent. Mass Effect 3. Yep. Damn. Damn Zach. I was about to say it. <laughs> Damn. Six, six nil with Zach right now. All right. And we have the penultimate game here. <clears throat> I will say that this is older than uh, current and the previous generation. So. Oh, great. Oh. these next two games are oh older than, than the last two generations so pre 360 okay just to orient you a little bit because I feel like that's important because a lot of these things that are said like don't really nail that down and I don't feel like it's fair to have you guys thinking like some of the more modern games so that's the so one hint P- I'll give you PS, PS2 era or or before or before okay. gotcha mm-hmm. yep all right clue number one the amount of secrets and little things will astound you if you take the time to fully appreciate the vast world that lies before you no matter how skeptical you are do yourself a favor and try this title for five minutes that's about how long it will take to get you completely drawn into this incredible event majora's mask nope shadow of the colossus nope the amount of secrets and little things will astound you if you take the time to fully appreciate the vast world that lies before you no matter how skeptical you are, do yourself a favor and try this title for five minutes. That's how long it will take you to get completely drawn into this incredible adventure. Ocarina of Time. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Fucking four points for George. <laughs> I knew it was a Zelda game. I went for Majora's. Yeah, dude. I almost shit myself when you <laughs> went out. I was like, oh, so close. It's like literally within one title of the correct game, too, in terms of like release. Awesome. And just re- like that. I'll read the uh, the <laughs> next set of clues really quick. Featuring unparalleled 3D environments, a deep and involved quest, brilliant and intuitive play controls, and a well-developed cinematic quality that enhances rather than overwhelms the whole game experience. Blank, and that would have been, uh, I would have just told you that's a um, developer. In this case, it's Miyamoto. Latest uh, soon-to-be classic title derives to be played by each and every person who might deign to consider themselves a fan of great games. Next quote, what's significant about this convergence of audio graphics and gameplay is that you are completely immersed in blank's world, Zelda's world. Why? Because everything is meticulously thought out. Each character and event plays a role in a storyline that sprawls like a J.R. Tolkien masterpiece. It's certainly the game of the decade. So honing yeah, that I mean, into fantasy. Sonic 2, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the N64 is a 3D workhorse, as Blank proves it with great textures and light tons, lighting tons of little environment effects and smooth frame rates with no slowdowns. That's debatable. Faces, the toughest graphical challenge on 3D characters, are fantastic in Zelda. Characters Blink look around and change expressions with surprising grace. Final clue. In retrospect, I should probably switch those two. Um, anyway, final game. We got Zach with six, George with four, and then Adam and Bobby with zip apiece. <laughs> Here we go. Final game. All right, cool. So we're back. Final game. And here we go. I almost said the fucking title, Jesus. All right. Blank has more style than real substance. And it's slightly baffling why blank, this is the designer of the game, director, the game's creator didn't develop this into something a little more Zelda-esque in order to make best use of the world he has created. He might have had a classic on his hands. Also, the only negative review I could find on this game. Hmm. This is, uh, are we still in the pre... Super Metroid. 360? Uh, yes, still pre-360. Uh, uh, no, it's not Super Metroid. only way I can win is if I get this right, right now. <laughs> Say it again? Uh, you can get the next one, because that's three points. He would be oh, uh, okay. one. Um... Blank has more style than real substance and is slightly baffling why 
blank, the game's creator, didn't develop this into something a little more Zelda-esque in order to make best use of the world he has created. He may have had a classic on his hands. Hmm, man. Um, Throw out some guesses, fellas. Yeah, all right. I am gonna... What's a what's a, a world a world like that? Um, Some more style than substance. Slightly baffling. Needs to be a little more Zelda esque, according to the one negative reviewer of the game. Yeah. <clears throat> nope. Um. Literally no idea. Um, Mortal Kombat. Nope. <laughs> Final Fantasy Nine. Nope. I don't know. Some of you are close-ish. All right. What's the next? Me. Oh, Adam. Lob one out, Adam. Hail Mary. I threw one out already. What'd you say? You did? S- said Metroid. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. You did. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next clue. While the game lacks a sense of purpose, the battles themselves are incredible, each distinct and imaginative, requiring a mix of wit and muscle. They also can be remarkably difficult. Metal okay. Gear 1. Nope. Ninja Gaiden. Nope. Demon Souls. Nope. Knew one of you all was going to think I was going to do a Souls game. <laughs> I guess that's it. Uh, did Bobby throw one out? Pokemon. Pokemon. No, it's not. All right. Overall, blank is equal parts puzzle and action. Figuring out how to defeat each blank is as rewarding, if not more rewarding, than actually Shadow defeating. Got a war. Yep. Yep. Adam got it. Uh, hey, two points. Damn it! Hey. I said that game earlier. You did for the other thing, and again, I was like, oh, I got a face because I was. I made the Michael Scott face, you know. <laughs> Very nice, man. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'll have to play it again sometime. It was cool looking at the quotes and trying to like taper them down from like generic and, you know, kind of if you guess properly, maybe you'll get it on the first go and then making them easier. Did you guys enjoy that? Yeah, that was oh, cool. Yeah. We, that was that was fun. Nice. All right. Well, uh quickly, I mean like literally just say the title and then we got to because we're going super long this episode. Uh, what we've been playing, uh, for me, it finished Link to the Past. Great. Every bit as awesome as people said it was. Um, really liked it. And uh, Outer Worlds, as I said, two-thirds of the way through. And I'm back on my Fire Emblem bullshit, which I'm enjoying. I got back into it. I, I feel like I'm nearing the halfway point where there's the time jump, so I'm looking forward to that. How about you, George? Outer Worlds, man. Um, all done with that, so I'm on to the next in the form of Fallen Order and Pokemon, but unfortunately I won't get to play those at launch because I will be out of town. Don't worry, I'll send you no context spoilers. <laughs> How about you, Bobby? Uh, I, I did a lot of the Borderlands 3 Halloween event, and then uh, Plants vs. Zombies had a new game, Battle for Neighborville. It's like Ooh, a is that good? Shooter. It's really good. I've enjoyed it. It's like an action adventure. It's, it's pretty cool. I enjoyed the other two. They were just fun just to throw on, play a few matches. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this one's pretty cool, too. I highly recommend it. Nice. Mr. Zach? I've uh, been playing Luigi's Mansion. I've been playing Control. And I've been playing Call of Duty. Um, I, I beat Call of Duty. Uh, ending has me just absolutely ready for the next game. Um, but yeah, so that, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Uh, I've been trying to work through the story mode and uh, Control and everything. Um, same with Luigi's Mansion, so I can jump into some other games. Uh, you know, because there are some heavy hitters coming out, so it's going to be busy. Is it weird that Luigi's Mansion seems like a great game to play like over like the Christmas season, like throw on the fireplace and like <laughs> like in a big comfy chair by the fire and play? Like, am I totally off base there? Like, no, nah, man, I the... could t- I could totally see it because like 
Uh, yeah, like it's hard to explain, but I I totally get the vibe you 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 put. It just down. seems like a chill game that would be fun, like on a cold night with a glass of whiskey by fire. I don't know, man. Like it just it looks charming, you know, and like something it like totally if, I was, if I wouldn't want to like be particularly like challenged or like you know um, like frustrated, like you know it's like a, a perfect game like that is still enjoyable and satisfying. Yeah, I'll, I'll go into more depth about it, whatever next week. But yeah, yeah, def- yeah definitely let's do it. Uh, and how about you, Adam? Well, uh, let's see. I uh, started playing After Party. That game is dope. Everyone play that if you get a chance. I, uh, I'm definitely going to play that. I love yeah, that I want to play that, too. It's on, so it's on Game Pass, right? Yeah, it is Game Pass. The writing is so good. The game is amazing. Um, and then I've been playing every Star Wars game imaginable. I was playing Jedi <laughs> yeah, Starfighter, yeah. Battlefront 2, all kinds of good stuff. So I've been having just getting ready. My entire work day today, I listened to nothing but the uh, scores from like um, Star Wars uh, movies with John Williams. So, um, yeah, I'm in that same vibe where I'm like, I'm getting pumped. Well, that's cool, man. Well, let's uh, let's bring it on home, shall we, fellas? Uh, Zach um, had to bounce. So um, I will plug him. He's Optimus Prime. I always forget the number of M's and E's, but uh, we just go back and listen to an old that. episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh my i'm obviously it's waterman on twitter and you can find me at rental rush on twitch november game this uh is going to be the Link's awakening remake and then we're kind of doing something special where we're hosting a friend's giving uh the weekend before thanksgiving the same weekend of that stream and we will be playing killer queen black um a full living room of people two tvs two switches eight players all night long the whole killer queen jacksonville community is packing into my house and uh it should be a good time so um how about you uh george you want to plug anything or uh, social got media nothing, whatever? Man. got nothing i'm not using any of it honestly right now but uh let me know for that killer queen black thing yeah, I mean, it's going to be local, I think, for that particular thing, but I will definitely be playing lots more with you now that I figure out how the fuck to use the uh, <laughs> the mic on my Switch. Yeah. Bobby, anything you want to plug, man? Not this week, no, sir. All right, Adam, my friend. Uh, Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, Adam Gumby, for fun stuff, I guess. <laughs> Don't know if you're doing your streaming giants thing anymore, buddy, but uh, fuck, I've been watching Watchmen. So if you if you want somebody to go in there and start to give impressions on that, I know it's not all out yet. It's not bingey, but uh, man, that last episode was great. Yeah, Sunday. I got to get on that. I got to use your HBO code to start watching that. So yeah, I'll hook you up, buddy. I got you. <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us as always. Sorry for the longer runtime, but you got nothing going right. You enjoy this. So until next week, we're out. Take it easy.